Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Room 104 Podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. FM 104. It's Room 104. It's Cormac and Saoirse here. And it's probably my favourite time of the week because we bring on some comics for you, some of the best comedians from all over the country, to share with you their worst gigs ever. Yeah, I'm yet mm. to go to a comedy gig where it's been their worst gig ever. I've been to a few and... Um, the worst gig I ever went to completely changed my perception about comedy because I, you know the way a lot of people say women aren't funny there's a yeah. negative stereotype around female comics that's going away but a lot of people would still believe that I used to believe that back in the day I used to believe oh, women just aren't funny Yeah, uh, I don't know why I believed it but I did believe it and then my mind was blown when the obviously the shittest comic I ever saw happened to be a man and he was on stage and he was like pouring a kind of monster energy on his face and no. it was so bad it was it was a it was ang- outraging me it was i was like just so annoyed that someone would spend 5, 10, 15 minutes on stage being that bad and from then I realised that being terrible is gender neutral it doesn't matter if you totally. are but <laughs> I think when you need to use a load of props as well it's not going to help matters you know if you need loads of props you can't just stand there and be funny yeah some some people can get away with using different things and it works really well but as you said if you're relying on pouring a can of Red Bull or Monster on your face for like 10 minutes just yeah go home oh, joining us now this week he's a radio presenter he's a stand up comedian he's a writer from Cork you might have seen him on TV shows like The Fear, you might have seen him in the Young Offenders movie or season one. He's an insanely hardworking comic. You're going to be hearing a hell of a lot more of him over the next couple of weeks, months and years. Mr. Ross Brown, how are you? Hey, you nearly said a hell of a lot less. Do you know what? hearing nothing from him in the next six months to a year. I'm a little bit starstruck. I'm not going to lie because I used to watch The Fear and I oh, loved you? you on it. Yeah. Did you? I did. Yeah. Brilliant. You don't think I was the nun now and the prostitute, do you? Uh, what? I kind of did, yeah. No, I was the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know exactly who you are, but no, I was. I was a huge fan of you in that. Yeah, until um, and then obviously RT decided to axe the comedy department and, uh, you know, sell off land because they're screwed. But listen, it was a yeah. good series while it was there. Yeah, they decided to keep the Angelus instead of Haha. So <laughs> yeah, sure, look, it pays <laughs> the bills. Yeah. It keeps the shame there. problem getting gigs, like, do you know what I mean? There you go. I mean, it just keeps the good Catholic shame alive and well in the yeah. country for a few more years. And um, before maybe we chat about, Ross, your, some of your worst gigs, um, when was your first gig my first gig was uh, so I met Tommy Tiernan at a thing that I was doing for my old school uh, it was um, some, it was like a, uh, a futuristic fashion show making costumes out of recycled material thing that was on down in Mill Street ah. and I Foreman Fusion it was called and I was doing like I was just doing backstage videos um, as like a little extra gig for my old school and Tommy Tiernan was a judge at it and I was uh, I got to interview him backstage and then I was like picking his brains just saying listen I'd love to do stand up what you know any advice and he said just write 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 
And then I met him at a gig in City Limits in Cork about six months later. And uh, he recognised me. He said, oh, did you take my advice? And I was like, yeah, of course. And he said, uh, right. And he called Jerry Mallon over, who ran Bar Cuba in Galway at the time. And he said, can you give him 10 minutes next week? So... I was kind of thrust into it. And I hadn't written. I'd lied, like, but you're not going to tell Tommy Tiernan. You, <laughs> you didn't, didn't take do your advice. <laughs> Does he know that now? Because line two, Tommy Tiernan. It's all going down now. That's pretty well, intimidating, right. though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And then, and funnily enough, Des Bishop got me my second gig because some, my parents ran into him in a flower shop in, in Cork and was like, oh, our son did a gig. And, uh, you know, and he said, yeah, he goes, here's my personal number. Don't give it to anyone. Tell him that he can come to the international every once. So I was fortunate. That uh, that people are so um, so so giving and so uh, so altruistic. You you got bullied into comedy then by the sounds of it, or you got you know, pushed into it? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and I think it was a case of them going, "Let's see how long this guy lasts." <laughs> <laughs> Tommy and Des taking bets with each other, going, "I gave him a gig the following week. Uh, let's see how we go." So come here, that gig where you were doing um, the the following week or whenever you, you were doing the ten minutes, Jerry got you the ten minutes. Yeah, how'd that gig go? Do you know what? It went, it went really well for what it was because I didn't have much material, yeah. but I had the performance side uh, in, in spades before I even had the joke. So I was able to bluff it for a good yeah. while and do, you know, it was very physical and it was very um, animated. And, yeah. you know, the basic premises that I had and the basic material that I had, I probably it came across a lot better because I was just given it socks. Now, is there certain material that you just go to and you know will work for any audience? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I mean, there's universal jokes, and there's jokes that you know that if if it's something that if it's something that you feel, then you know that it's going to connect with a lot of the audience. So if you're just if you're just doing stuff like "Hey, did you ever notice?" and that kind of observational stuff, that stuff does work. But it's when you actually do material that people go, "Oh my God, that's my life," or or I completely agree or disagree with what he's saying, but it's still funny the way he's saying it, or it's still you know even if it's a, a, a you know even if I'm saying that you know, we should cull 15% of the population and get rid of this person and that person. If people are completely disagreeing, they know that it's ludicrous, but... Yeah, it should be 20 or 30%. It should be 20 or 30%, not 100%. <laughs> Let's call a spade a spade here now, you know? would <laughs> free up a hell of a lot of problems. Yeah, I, 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 was being, I was being modest, you know what I mean, with the 15. We love that in the Just keep 15%, you know? We'll have a bit of fascist 15, minority yeah. and, and they can survive and everyone else can perish. Yeah. Um, no, of course not. But in speaking of, obviously, everyone has that material, that go-to material, but of course, sometimes that go-to material doesn't even work. So will you tell us, I mean, we're here to talk horrifically bad experiences that you've had on stage. Oh. Will you tell us about some of them that you've had along along the way? Have I got one for you, right? Oh. I, I was doing a gig in Dublin, and uh, this guy came in a little bit late. And he, when he came in, I was I was in the middle of a bit where I was pouring Monster Energy drink on my face, <laughs> <laughs> and he did not appreciate it in the slightest. Oh God! So I think he's dead now, that lad. Yeah, uh, <laughs> So I did, I did a gig um, for Arthur's Day one year uh, down in a place down in Cork in uh, White Cross or White Chapel or something like that. Uh, they'd all been out since about 11 o'clock that morning and there was a crowd of guys playing pool in the middle of the room. Uh, there was just a mic with no stand about four feet away from that against the back no, wall underneath no. a match that was playing <laughs> while there was music also playing and there was you know, seven, or, seven or eight TVs on. They turned off the music. The guy literally went... So are you, you okay to go? And I was like, yeah, well, yeah, when, whenever you're ready, I'm ready. He turned off all the TVs uh, with, to load the groans, turned off the music to dead silence, Aww. and then covered, covered the pool table after putting all the balls in the pocket, took the cues off the two guys, and then just stood at the top of the room and went, this guy's doing comedy for an hour. 
It's like you're the entertainer for these children. It was basically, hey, all the things that you were enjoying, this guy is the reason that they've all been taken away. Oh everyone, like every, every, not everyone, but a lot of people we have spoken to, it, it's the exact same thing of, no one knows this comedy on. Yeah. Uh, they're all enjoying themselves because they're having a few pints, playing a game of pool, relaxing by the bar, watching the match, and then there's no posters up that no. comedy is on. They, don't, nope. they haven't paid in. They don't want to be there. And... A hole. Ross Brown shows up, and so were you doing an hour on your own? I was doing. I, I you know what? I was doing an hour. This happens. This, this happens quite a lot, right? Where where I find myself in these positions, and out of spite, I'll do an extra forty. Oh, of course, yeah. Give them that. <laughs> over deliver, Ross. Over deliver. Oh no, I'd run yeah. a mile. Oh, no, I, I, it gets to a stage right where it goes over a certain cusp, and I'm like, I'm actually enjoying this in some really yeah. perverse way because you're going. It's a, it, one. It's a story for the future, and two. It's probably the most raw emotion you'll ever feel is a hundred people wanting you to die and you just refuse to stop. It's like, do you ever see a family standing around a really old person when they have a farm? It's that feeling. It's you might as well go home and be like those monks that whip themselves with chains on the back for an hour. Flangulate you know I mean? myself back yeah. home. The I only so. thing I can compare it to is when I used to be, I used to be a drama teacher for children and the odd time I do a kid's children's party but yeah. it would be in a play centre so they'd be distracted by all the stuff that's in the yeah, play centre yeah, and yeah. then I'm meant to be there going okay hey, woo, everyone come over to me and, that, and then I know back on the slide again. you're like okay yeah. famous, you need to tell Mary that it's malignant <laughs> now go um, Ross come here when you got up um, like how how did that gig go uh, there was a woman asleep next to me. Lovely. Um, yeah. There was so a woman so when you say that, I'm just trying to imagine where you said the, the the mic was four foot away from. So there was. I take it no raised platform or no raised, raised stand platform. or anything. No, nothing at all that would give you the illusion of a stage. Yeah. It, it was kind of like there was a singer songwriter here many months ago who left one piece of equipment behind. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then they installed a TV and loads of other furniture around it, but the mic had the mic had remained. <laughs> so what what did what did you do? I, I went 100% bulletproof, uh, stony face, straightforward, and performed the exact same as if I was performing to 2000 that wanted to be there. Oh, my God. And to and be honest with you, the CEO, like, you know, there's, there's moments and certain times during the set where you'll call it and you'll be like, what is going on here? But <laughs> you have to at least... You have to at least give it a good shot so, that, so then afterwards you can go, well, okay, well, I've done 40 minutes or 30 minutes of... It's not me. It's definitely them. So then, then you can justify going. You people, all your parents are related, aren't they? Like, like it, it gets to the stage where you can then start to kind of to play around with the format. But it was hor- I mean, it was horrific. It wasn't as bad as the time I did a gig, and I was. It was in a coffee shop in Cork, uh, and the gig seemingly went well until the guy who booked me began to do like some kind of ayahuasca rain dance with a, with a bongo drum. Shut up. Through the audience. Uh, and then after the gig, his girlfriend, who owns the coffee shop, asked me, do you like to get high? And I said, no. And she said, okay. And she paid me with a bottle of wine and a notepad made out of hemp. No. <laughs> so who would want actual money? Yeah. Like, exactly. exactly. What, what more do you need in life? A Except for a bottle of wine. I should have said yes to the high thing just to see what she would have, yeah, what she would have produced. God, that, that's painful. That's awful. Can I ask as well, after that, because uh, Arthur's Day, I, I worked to the two Arthur's Day, right, as, mm-hmm. as a production 
person when I say production person blacking out all the other brands on yeah, the day because yeah, it was yeah. being broadcast international so I was going around with just black uh, cloth blacking out fridges I had like socks that were going on all the taps oh, of lovely. all the other yeah. brands it's, it's like when someone goes on Big Brother with a Nike hat like oh yeah, yeah. So it cannot happen at all they're real like anything at all like you're climbing up the back of bars pulling down Heineken signs and just real real cultish behaviour but yeah. they, obviously they had to do it so that was my thing but it was wild I mean in Temple Bar that resulted in the two lads naked dancing in the square and then one guy was playing your man's willy like a guitar and you wonder why they had to shut it down one string and then then they're like do you know what this day needs comedy comedy in the middle of this chaos oh yeah someone in Cavan thought that Rag Week needed a comedian and Troy was called Uh, I couldn't think of anything worse two o'clock on a Friday five days deep into Rag Week and uh, it was it was basically Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Basically, it was as if I, it was like it was as if an Ibiza plane had crashed into the middle of a barren cavern <laughs> while I was doing a gig. There was people. I mean, there was. It was basically four hundred people me tooing each other in front of a guy wow. going, "So, four kids have got uh, <laughs> relatable, <laughs> relatable, relatable college humor. I love it. So actually, because some of those the college gigs here, the college gigs here aren't bad because of oh free speech like they keep giving out about in America. The college ones here are bad because exactly like that. They put it on in the afternoon. They charge two euro in if even, and it's on in the afternoon and it's just carnage because. Unfortunately, some people like to drink irresponsibly during they college. They do, yeah. In, yeah. Amer- in America, it's free speech is the problem, and in Ireland, it's free gas. Yeah. That seems to be the yeah, two it, similarities. It puts people in a weird way. But that, that college gig, I mean, how, how tough was that? Uh, that? You know, I was going to Galway with a buddy of mine the next day, and it was en route to me going to his house in Bray. Um, Adam Burke, who runs the Hardy Har, he runs the Bray Comedy Festival, which is on right now. And uh, I, I was ringing him from the gig on stage going, dude, you're missing out so much <laughs> on the worst gig. And there was, there was three tables at the front that were totally in on it. They were yeah. like, this is, shut up, lies, like, to 400 people. Shut up, we're, we're trying to watch the comedy. And the rest were just, and I was playing to basically eight barmen who all looked like Game of Thrones uh, extras, and then three tables. <laughs> the worst gig I've ever done. Do you want to hear this? This was this is this will be hard to beat, right? Oh, oh, oh. We've had pretty bad it, yeah. ones on yeah, this we, show. This will be, be hard to beat. Okay, 
I was doing. I was asked to do a gig, and this guy said, "Look, it's a it's a bit of a fundraiser, right?" I goes, "Okay, it's in Cork, and it's." I goes, "Look, do you know what? I've I've actually I was one gig short on because I would set aside a certain amount of nights that I would say these are kind of things that I would leave open for charity or fundraisers." Yeah. And I was one short coming to the end of the year, and I went, "Yeah, look, I goes, do you know what? I have an extra night. I goes, I'll do it for you." So I showed up, right? Went into the gig, and it was to say it was rough. Now is is is. It was like a builder's elbow, right? It was the <laughs> roughest bar I've ever... They were like... They were salt of the earth, but it, like, it wasn't like working-class camaraderie. It was just stale sweat, yeah. right? It was just... There was heads in there that you... Oh, it was horrific, right? Walked in. It was just it was just 100 ninjas. That was it. And half of them were women, right? That's basically <laughs> what I was looking at. And uh, I, I was texting my missus, right, in the room when everyone's around. I was texting my missus, and I was like, you should see the state of the people, it's absolutely ridiculous. I was like, they should just burn this place to the ground. And there was a guy looking over my shoulder as I was <gasps> sending the message. And I went, and I quickly, I, I had to think quick and I just went, but tonight's venue is much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, did he read it? He, he was reading the message over my shoulder, so I just kept on typing and then he, was, he just walked away. So I was, this is how I was brought up on stage. A fellow went up on stage before me, right? And he goes, um, thanks very much to everybody who came out tonight. Uh, I just want to say a couple of words first before we start. Uh, this is a very important line. Uh, it's a very important phone line for anyone that's feeling depressed, for anyone that's feeling like they need to talk to somebody. Uh, my, my, my brother, uh, he, he killed himself. Um, my, my, my uncle John, he actually he killed himself as well. Um, uh, my, be- my best friend Tony, he, he, uh, he killed himself too. And, uh, and, and, just, and just two days ago we found out that uh, uh, Mikey Ball... Uh, is after is after killing himself as well, and and uh, I need we need you people to start talking to people because I can't lose any more people that are close to me. Uh, Ross Bond's going to come up and do a bit of comedy. No <laughs> way! <laughs> like, how do they think that that's a good carry follow on? Sorry. And here was the thing, the place just erupted into four hundred conversations when I got up on stage. It was as if they just went, well, that's very noble. And Ross Brown has come out to do a free gig for us. And they all just went, cha, 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 cha. And at one stage, I said, can we have a minute silence just so I can get this out at least? And <laughs> it was, it, I had to, I left there. I finished the gig and I left. And three days later, it was in the news that a guy was shot dead inside. <laughs> well, you're shot, lucky. Shot dead where? Inside in the bar. The bar. Oh. oh, for God's sake. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Did they raise any money? Uh, <laughs> at least there was something. I don't know. Maybe they spent it on bullets. I'm not too sure. Uh. Right. <laughs> I mean, okay, obviously that stuff is hugely important. This is the one thing that I, I, I don't like doing. I, I, there's always a problem doing comedy at a fundraiser because the fundraiser is usually there for a very, very serious Solemn. issue yeah. or to raise money for someone who's very, very sick. Yeah. And, and you can't take the mick. Really? No, it's very hard to follow Mickey with no legs who's staring at the wall instead of staring at the stage. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's a hard one to do because people are solemn and, and they're there for a reason and there's a certain amount of gravitas to the night. Yeah. And then you're talking about willies and boobs and it just doesn't <laughs> translate. But they should know that when they're booking, you know? 
Do, I don't do you know, know what the worst is? The worst is corporate gigs. The worst is corporate gigs for companies because because Siobhan in HR thinks it'd be very funny to get a comedian. <laughs> and she's seen and I've seen you in the comedy club and myself and the girls, we were skitting, like, do you know what I mean? And and the girls tell me as well that I should do it myself, like, do you know what I mean? I'm a ticket. Oh, no. And then she books you and then you realise that Siobhan is the most hated person yeah. in the entire company. <laughs> they always are. They always are. Always. And again, Siobhan hasn't emailed anyone out to see to say one no. would you like comedy at oh, the corporate no, Christmas no, dinner? No, Two, no. there's actually comedy at the Christmas dinner, so we could please have 15, 20 minutes <laughs> yeah. to calm down. We, we, was this like, you know, and then you show up to a ballroom at round tables and everyone was just looking at you going like, again, you, you're ruining the evening. Ruining our night. We want to have a chat. We want to procreate. We want to, we want to they have want a to have a, They want to have affairs. They want to have 100%. sex with the people that they're working with that they shouldn't there, be. I'm standing there reminding them that they have to sit <laughs> five days a week and listen to somebody talk. And I am their boss uh, for the next 40 minutes. It's uh, terrible. It's tragic. Terrible. Comedy should only exist in theatres and comedy clubs. That's it. Well, at least you get paid for them ones. I know, thank God. Thank yeah, God. but the, I, th- I think maybe there should be a new rule that, you know, charity fundraisers are not. Like, put a band on. Put a, a band, that's perfect. Yeah, you, know what I mean? you, you have, have sad book, songs. Really Book's totally sad. wired. That's what they need to do. Book totally, totally wired. wired. There you go, because Emmett and Lorcan. They're comedy oh, yeah. and their music and you yeah. can relax and listen to the lads because they're great. Yeah, and then, um, or some, I don't know, or spoken word, something where everyone, it's okay to cry during <laughs> your set. Exactly, yeah. Uh, right. But listen, Ross, they, they were special. They I, I, were, fe- yeah. I felt the burn of them, actually. There's um, another 10 or 20, but geez, we could be here all night. Like, <laughs> <but> <laughs> each of them have an element to their own, like, you know. Fair play for continuing on. That's all I'll say. I couldn't do it. I'm a trooper if nothing else. Oh, you enjoy the the, the pain and suffering of that because that Arthur's Day gig you must have been contemplating life after that kind of going oh, what listen. am I and, doing and the thing is they went listen we won't really listen but you want a game of pool like <laughs> Well, listen, that's a win. I take that that's as a win. win. That Other- is a win, yeah. Because otherwise you would have been getting a pool cue across the face mid-gig <laughs> and kind of going, well, what's going on? Uh, listen, I know you're obviously a very busy man. You've been, uh, you're constantly gigging. You're obviously working down in um, in the, the the radio stations down there, which we won't mention because, as you know, as a former or fellow radio presenter, there's no other stations apart from the one you that's work it. on. That's uh, but what do you have coming up? Uh, so I, I've just done a deal for international distribution deal for my last stand-up special, which was recorded last year in the Opera House in Cork. So that is going to be now sold wherever they're going to put it out. Uh, and uh, it is, we're doing another one. Uh, they've signed me for a second deal for this year's one. Uh, this is through a company called Upriser that I'm working with. Uh, it's a new talent platform that people can... And this is for industry people. It's for comedians, writers, producers, um, musicians. And they can sign up at Upriser, which is U-P-R-Y-Z-R uh, uh, com, And they can sign up there. And what it does is it connects talent to industry professionals really quickly and it means that people who are in the in the loop uh, TV executives bookers all that kind of stuff agents can actually see uh, talent much faster rather than trying to go into the abyss of YouTube so hmm. they, they got me those two deals and we're all, we've also got a slate as well where we're going to be doing more specials for more comedians as well so we're, we're trying to open a door internationally for uh, untapped inter, uh, talent in Ireland and, and the UK that hasn't made it to America has been seen. Uh, and also, I've got a new podcast as well called Noogle Answers Everything. Uh, Noogle is like Google with an N because he's, <laughs> he's Google with no answers. Uh, and it's, uh, it's trending, or, or not trending, it's charting already on iTunes. It, it is, and I, I don't care if you have a podcast, it is the funniest <laughs> podcast in existence. And I don't say that right. I won't even say, I won't say I'm the funniest comedian in the world. This is the funniest podcast in existence he is the stupidest man in the world and I basically ask him a series of different questions and we get different guests on I'll get you guys on some week if you want do, do. He, will, he will literally he will literally 
have the worst migraine after talking to this guy for an hour. <laughs> he will melt your brains. So you can get that on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And that's uh, it. That's it. Lovely. And come here, a quick shout for your uh, social media handles as well before we let you go. Uh, Ross Brown, official or only Ross Brown, anywhere on, on, on thing. You'll find it. You'll find it either And way. I, uh, there's an E at the end of Brown. E at the end of Brown. Happy yeah, days. Yeah, well, I've got loads of energy like a sweet. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say you got loads of notions. Oh. <laughs> That's the Protestant spelling now without the E. <laughs> <laughs> the shinners will be after me. Get out of it. <laughs> You've been cancelled, Ross. You've just been cancelled. The wolf tones will be down to get you now. Listen, Ross, thanks a million for popping on my worst gig. Very best of luck with the rest of the stuff you have coming up during the year, and we'll chat to you again soon. Thanks a million, guys. Cheers. Bye. On the way next, you're going to be hearing from a man who has built a smartphone app so men can check their sperm count. That's on the way next. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.